0: What up, man? What's up? What
1: oh, you're not going to sing? You're no. not going to sing? Apparently, <laughs> some people who 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 like to comment on my abilities. <laughs> Therefore, I am on a singing strike.
0: Oh, man. The fans are going to miss out, man. Everybody looks forward to you None singing you.
1: the intro, you know? None for you. All right, man.
0: <laughs> Long as I
1: got you.
0: <laughs> there it is.
1: <laughs> hey! Can't hold welcome, me down. Can't stop. Welcome won't stop. to the Cyber uh-uh. Morning
0: Show. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> welcome to the Cyber uh-uh. Morning Show, everybody. While we're your host, Chuck, and that is Mr. Zig over there. And we are here another week. We made it through.
1: We, we made survived. it.
0: Exactly. We hey, survived. Wait a minute.
1: Didn't, didn't um, did Swoop remix that song, too? I don't think so. I'm looking forward to it, man. I I heard, and it might just be a rumor. I heard that if y'all don't know, we need to we need to throw him up on the screen. If y'all don't know about Swoop, you need to know. Uh, this brother is super talented. Um, um, but his music is amazing, and it's so uplifted.
0: Oh my god! Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And I mean. Just from he he does this thing on uh, Instagram called Swoop Loops. And mm-hmm, he did mm-hmm. uh one of Charles's favorite. We had a Christmas Diddy mm-hmm. up there. Uh okay. I'm gonna say every last one of the ones he's done did has been my favorite. Um, but I think I wanted to know, did he do We Made It? No, he did We're Blessed in the City, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, he did yeah, one yeah, of, yeah. anyway, yeah. anyways. He did it. Yeah, I mean, go to check him out. Swoop. So that's S-W-O-O-P-E on Instagram. Check him out.
0: Swoop on Instagram. But yeah, welcome to the show. Where We're just two welcome. Christian brothers trying to make sense of it all. We got a lot to talk about. This is a, another Christian state of mind for December uh, 20th or 19th. Sorry, I'm looking into the future. December 19th. What topics <laughs> we got going on today, The future.
1: Z? Well, today we uh, definitely want to Uh, Shout out you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we got y'all joining us today. Uh, Appreciate it. On top of that, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, it's vaccine season. (laughs) Vaccine Uh, season. (laughs) And uh, we got vaccine season. So it's been released into the wild and people out here getting it. And then uh, we got uh, a somber topic, kind of, but a little bit serious. Uh, Mm -hmm. talk about the death penalty and uh then we'll 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 discuss uh witnessing yes sir looking forward to it so you know it is it's definitely uh it should be a topic that all christians um subscribe to think about um yes sir we'll see we'll see
0: but before we get into it we're gonna start off with word of prayer Heavenly yeah. Father, thank oh oh. Oh, got oh no no no! go ahead, go, ahead,
1: go ahead. Oh, oh,
0: oh. Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord, for bringing us here another day. Be with us now as we talk about all the craziness happening in the world. But know you are ultimately in control. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Where to begin? COVID vaccines, man. COVID.
1: COVID. So. um... The, I mean, so the vaccine's been been released. Uh, Pfizer mm-hmm. got their emergency uh, usage from the FDA. The FDA did approve it for use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, late last night, Moderna got their approval. Correct. Yeah. Um, and people across the country, like even my uh, hospital, was on the news. Um, and so, and, and with with them interviewing doctors and nurses about being the first in the facilities to get the vaccine. So Mm -hmm. they, you know, it's definitely a low distribution. Uh, So they, you know, they weren't able to make a lot of it Um, or they were only to make so much. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, the United States, um, when it comes to Pfizer, had an opportunity for 100 million um more doses mm-hmm. but um somebody dropped the ball and, what after? Uh, the, the uh the administration i don't know what they was doing i think somebody fell asleep uh, at the wheel and so <laughs> to, to be honest because they interviewed the people from pfizer and they were like and they were asking like, so how many doses are you making? And da. it was like, well, we're getting ready to ship to the United States. We're getting ready to ship to um, to Europe, to all these other places, all these other people. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're running at full capacity. And they were like, well, how much is the US getting? And they was like, 40 <laughs> million. Uh, yeah, you know, and it was like, well, wait, 40 million, that's it? And, it was, and so it came out that Pfizer offered Mm -hmm. you know, ahead of time. So they did put America first Mm -hmm. and they said, Hey, we want to push you to the front of the line. Do you want to add an extra order? And then they kept, they came back, I think a couple of times and, and they never got a response. And so, you know, that's a business. So, I mean, I get it.
0: It definitely is a business, but, uh, the impact though, for the people, man, it's interesting. They've been showing a lot of photo ops of people taking the vaccine this week for, um, those in the medical industry. That's and intentional. There's definitely been uh, just discussion I hear from even firefighters, uh, you know, considering to take it and maybe even being forced to take it. And even at my job, you know, I'm a, I'm an engineer and there's a discussion even in the town hall this week about uh, maybe the more people take it, the more of us that can come back to the office. So the, mm. no one's saying at my job that, you know, we have to take it. It's just, being, promoted, being that, uh, promoted that way that, yeah that the vaccines here so if you take it we can get we can get back to normal
1: and i think so. that i mean and i think you're right there's the optics they're definitely um pushing this out to the forefront mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation for one um a lot of miseducation secondly about like how vaccines work how they're developed you know we was talking about this last night um, and you know everybody's like, "Well, how did they do it so fast?" I don't trust it, right? And I right, think right. there's other reasons not to trust it. Mm-hmm. But you know, just like you know, I don't know what ten years ago we were still playing CDs, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Right, right. And it's, right. The, it's
1: like you know, things come up. You know, you know, ten years ago, people were still writing letters. You know, for the most part. <laughs>
0: I got written letter the other day in the mail. I was surprised.
1: I was like, look at this. Look at this. I know. He was like, what? didn't. you He was confused probably. Like, how do I, what do I do with it? Can I exactly. put it in the computer? Right, right, right. You know, and so um, how did they get it so fast? Um, they use the CRISPR gene editing machine or um, mm-hmm. process, which basically breaks down any genetic structure um, and allows them to like break it down, reconfigure it, um, I think of when I think of it, I think of like those sci-fi movies where people's like in the room and the whole room is the computer and they like expand. And yeah. just, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that's not how it worked. But in my mind, that's how it worked. Um, <laughs> so some good things have come from this process. Um, there's a woman and. Um... <laughs> you see the comment? Uh, what is male? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious now everybody knows mel is apparently but
1: but look kids kids won't know like what is a letter right what what is a vhs you know so <laughs> but um back to the uh the CRISPR. so yeah it's been they've been using it and it's been going really well so well in fact that there's a uh there's a woman in georgia who's been cured of sickle cell like it wasn't that she had the trait. She had full on sickle cell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you don't know what that is, you might not be black, uh, mm-hmm. which is an accurate thing to say. It's very, very rare for for white people to get uh, sickle cell. But
0: um, it is very, very uh, a high rate within the black community. Absolutely. I'll say almost everyone knows somebody that has sickle cell.
1: And if you don't have sickle cell, it's very likely that you have the trait. Yeah, the trait at that, the
0: very least. Which yep. means you
1: have a high risk of passing on the trait to your kids. And if your spouse has the trait, you know, I forget how the uh, genetics class work. You know, it would like biology. Yep. By, yeah. I don't
0: the know. table. I
1: genetics I table. <laughs> and so um, not only was she cured, but mm-hmm. eight, other pe- other, eight other people have been. And they've been monitoring her for a little over a year. And, um they interviewed her last week actually on NPR and she's like yo this is it's been great it's fantastic you know i you know i can play with my kids and not have to worry about being in pain or you know mm-hmm. so that same process that they use to unlock sickle cell um is what they used to unlock covid 19 and so they've actually had the vaccine for um since march um so it only took a you know, a little bit of time for for the process to work, to spit out like here's like it's like a math. Um, you know, as an engineer, you should be able to appreciate that, right? <laughs> math always works, right? Is yeah. it's not it's not math that's wrong; it's the people using math.
0: Well, and and I think that's part of the concern with the vaccine is the. People, of course, I think there's definitely people who are just anti vaxxers, but I think this doesn't fall into that category necessarily for most people. Like I'm an anti-vaxxer, therefore I don't want the COVID. Oh, I think man. most people I think most people are just questioning the validity of it. It's like, hey, that came out a little fast. How many test trials did you run? What are the side effects? How long? Forty thousand.
1: Trial-
0: <laughs> How long has the, the trials been ran? These are the type of questions people are wanting to understand. And it's fair and I think there is some prudence in being a little bit hesitant um and just watching and observing and at at least from my side I would want to to see some of the maybe midterm effects maybe not long term because you know I'm not necessarily trying to wait five years (laughs) to see but maybe six months one year to see okay you know people aren't growing a third leg so maybe it's okay to, to to take and it's it's interesting um everybody always wants to know what the what the church has to say about things and actually they put out a statement uh of this, course this week on immunization wasn't just on the covet but it was just on uh, immunization and they basically said it's up to the person they say uh, we are not the conscience of the individual member and recognize individual choices these are exercised by the individual the church. The choice not to be immunized is not and should not be seen as dogma nor doctrine of the Seventh-day Adventist church. So they are leaving it in the hands of the people Mm. and allowing you to have freedom to make your decision. And that's one of the things I like about our church is not there's freedom within it. There's freedom for Republicans as well as Democrats because we're all one in Jesus.
1: Says we value the health and safety of the population, which includes the maintenance of herd immunity. I mean immunity. Immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immunity. There you go. It's like, kind of hard to say something. Immunity. So Dude. the interesting thing about herd immunity, and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna talk politics so this show, oh. I'm not talking politics, but the uh I think the one of the people in the uh um I forget what, what department they work from. Mm-hmm. But bro, they are here talking about they were trying to force herd immunity mm-hmm. and uh by um they said just let people get sick. Just let them get sick. Well, remember uh, Europe,
0: uh, not Europe, but the UK was on that tip originally. The
1: until, prime minister. Until, until the until prime got- minister got it, and he was like, "Yo, we can't do this."
0: <laughs> that was the real estate. He was like, "You know what? I was tripping, y'all." I he was, was like, tripping. "I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong."
1: Like, yo, no, we can't do it. And the crazy thing is, like, when people in the White House get it, which is mm-hmm. bogus, bro, because like they get like super treat treated it's like the best doctors in the world, like on staff, like, so it's was like um, somebody from, I know somebody, they had mentioned somebody went to go visit the White House uh-huh. and um, while they were meeting with the president, like some people came into the room, was like, y'all gotta go. And snatched them out. I was like, they tested positive COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, which, which I was like, oh, it was, you know, the system worked. And again, they got treated by the White House doctors. And so it was like, so I'm like, yo, everybody ain't got that. So everybody like, doesn't
0: have access, right?
1: Yeah. So when they're so when they're like, and I think that's privilege, bro. That's, that's that's like the the privilege we've been screaming about for years. Like we don't people don't aren't treated the same. And it's not like that. a black and white thing, it's a it's a you know, it's a socioeconomic thing. It's kind of right. like, look what you got, and then you can't be like, yeah, we, you know, what's wrong with COVID? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, that's the issue, right? It's not so much that, uh, you know, they're not, that they have access to it. It's more so that they have access to it and are not taking it seriously for other people who don't have as quick as access to it. I mean, up until I would say what the last few months getting COVID tests was just hard, right? It's definitely, it's definitely a period. At least now you can get a COVID test and then you can get the, you can get the rapid COVID tests a little bit, you know, easier. Like that's That's available whereas before they were just like if you think you have it just stay home stay home (laughs) right take some robot testing (laughs) and call it a day But you know it's
1: it's funny you say that too because i had a colleague who has a son that's away at college Mm -hmm. and so they were saying every time he comes home they told him like you need to get a covid test before you come home i think that's reasonable um which is interesting for their household too because like they're they have one of those split households where Half the House is Republican. Other half of the House is Democratic. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but they all agreed like, (laughs) no, you got to get tested before you come home. The issue here is the uh, kid has been home twice now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously it's Christmas coming and holidays. And they said, um, all right, well, make sure you get your test before you come. And he said, I can't get one. They told me I got to pay. And so you can only, so apparently, depending on your insurance, you can only get two tests. So it's like, it's still an issue of access. So I was under the impression, like, if you if you needed one, you could just go get it. And the government was paying for it. I thought they were fronting everybody tests. Yeah. Um, but apparently I, not.
0: Right, right. And, you know, that that's definitely <laughs> makes things uh, difficult. And, you know, I was just thinking, though, just looking back at COVID, right? I mean, this, this whole year, there's been... We went from only a few people having it to just the, the whole outbreak to not really understanding it to now we kind of understand like there's a there's a process everyone's familiar with quarantining and now we're getting quarantine fatigue. It's just been interesting to see the uh, ups and downs of it. And you know, as a as a Christian, what is our kind of takeaway with this? Now that we got this vaccine, you know, are we just looking at blue skies from here on out? What what what's kind of our role now as Christians through this uh, new phase of uh, COVID?
1: Uh, I I think COVID was standing. And one of the conversations that I was, I was having is, you know, I, I think about how people, you know, will say stuff like how did God let this happen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, my, and I think I said this before, right. You know, God has been, you know, from what we read in the Bible, God is holding back, right? Because mm-hmm. if the wages of sin is death, right, and that death affected even the earth, mm-hmm. and, it, and its full capacity is being held back by God, Um when He just kind of lets a little bit, like turn turns the tap just a little bit to say, you know, in order for me to to do what I need to do, I gotta let this go. Mm. you know and so but understand that when i let it go i'm gonna have you know i will come for you but when i let it go something's gonna happen it's gonna be bad right Right, there's consequences right and so um this little bit of what we're experiencing and again Mm. like that sin still comes from from satan right and i think people just don't give satan his due (laughs) <laughs> in that regard, right? It's like, yeah. yo, why did God let this happen? Like, no, 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 no. no. Like, give Satan his credit. Like, he deserves that. Like, come on, man. Satan, you did that, bro. Like,
0: Yeah, but I think people are just like, why did God allow Satan to do that? And I think that's the that's the, the real argument I, behind it. I get that, too.
1: But I think, in a, uh, you know, my takeaway is more like, you know, and I think that's where Scripture comes in, too, right? Well, you know, what, what the devil meant for evil, God mm-hmm. You know, turned it for my good. And so there are there are things in which and there's tragedies that happen and horrible things that happen. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, too. Um, but, you know, there is an opportunity for God to be revealed in those tragedies. Um, and it's kind of and even if it's, you know, for some people, it might be the fact that you went through this thing and it didn't take you out. Mm-hmm, right? because mm-hmm. you know when i think about you know i did you know a lot of mental health work and you know i've seen some really sad cases where people were forced into a tragic situation and they they didn't come out the other side right you yeah. know kind of like the person is there they're physically but they're not there um and, that's 100 true and so you know how trauma and tragedy and you know all these things affect us. Um, You know, I mean, even for me, like military, you know, 9-11, like that was huge. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was in Hawaii at the time, you know, a quarter, a quarter ways across the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people were, you know, everyone in the world was affected by that. Some more than others. Um, And if the closer you got to New York, the more you were affected, or if you had people in New York, right? And so you know, how people came out of those experiences, our testimonies. Um, but then there's still some good that happened, right? Some people were able to do charity. Some people were able to, to give back. Some people were all these things um, mm-hmm. that revealed the nature and character of God through us. Um, and I think, you know, that's, I think that's the only thing. And God's given us an opportunity. Like, yep, COVID was forced on us, but look what we've been able to do. I think churches have done expanded exponentially or at least have been given an opportunity to to show hey the building isn't what made you who you were right Right. the
0: the building wasn't where your relationship with god
1: was right absolutely and i think and i think that's still and i guess one of uh, our future topics too Uh, no we don't talk about that today so yeah Uh so it's, it's all tied together
0: It's all tied together. So last question on this topic, man. Should the church make people take vaccines to come in? If you have a vaccine. This ain't Scientology. Listen, man, (laughs) I want to know I'm safe. So if you have the vaccine, that means I'm safe. Now, you know, that's probably very unlikely to your point to happen, that we would make anyone take a vaccine. But what is interesting, if a person has a vaccine, should it be, and we reopen, would they be required to wear a mask? Because I had the vaccine, so I don't need to wear a mask.
1: But you know what? I would say yes, because I guarantee you, there's going to be people out there be like, "Yeah, I got the vaccine. <laughs> I got okay. paperwork. I'm I wearing it. a mask. Yeah, I got it." I think there's going to be—I mean, just because there evil exists in the world, man, I think people are going to try to take advantage of other people. Um, somebody, I, there's going to be some story. You just know it, it always happens um, where somebody's going to be like, "Yeah, man, hey, I got the."
0: I got, got that vaccine. vaccine.
1: I got that hot vaccine, bro. 200, you can get it early. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, same thing happened to like, look at this PlayStation 5, right? All yeah. the scams that's going on out here. Yeah. And, you know, somebody paid like an X, you know, this this large sum of money for it and they got some bricks.
0: Yeah, man. And so, so yeah, there's evil, definitely going to be hustlers now. Huh? Yeah.
1: yeah, evil is out there.
0: Be be on guard, be be wise as a servants.
1: Absolutely.
0: So let us know in the comments your thoughts on it, your thoughts on the matter. Are you okay with the vaccine? Are you okay with people in the church taking the vaccine? All that and in between, we want to hear from you. So what else we got, Pri? What else we got, Z? What's next? Oh man.
1: So um I think this was a little bit uh little trickier. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we have uh, over the last 17 years, the uh, federal government has abstained from- uh, <laughs> Sorry. executing
0: before we move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra says he already has a bootleg vaccine on deck.
1: Like what's your two for 20? I get two, because you need two doses, right? You got, is it two for 20? <laughs> what are we doing?
0: is dude, uh, man. Be on the lookout for, for the scammers right. for the hustlers. I'm telling you,
1: they don't it's,
0: it's where, where happen.
1: opportunity exists, there will be a hustler.
0: <laughs> but now nah, you were saying tra- about this other topic. What, what, what was you trying to say? So yeah, so
1: the so the federal government has abstained from um executions mm-hmm. in um 17 years. Has not been a federal execution in 17 years. And last year <clears throat> the administration uh, moved to restart that program. Um, I think it was July, 2019, but for whatever reason, they haven't done it. And so, um, no, actually there was some court. So the courts kind of got involved and um, they started moving forward this year. So, so far they have, I wanna say 11 people no 10 people 10 mm-hmm. people have been executed since since July of this year oh wow um and so which is interesting too because mm-hmm. over the last 130 years when you're in a presidential transition period and I don't know if they count like the election mm-hmm. cycle they halt elections right because they don't want it to to seem political or like a i guess that's my take on it i think that maybe they did it that way so that Mm-hmm. you know, a president that's moving out don't execute people who, who's trying to, you know, get at them. Maybe that's, I don't know. Sure. But um, oh, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the point is they haven't done it um, and one of the high profile cases of an execution happened last week uh, with Brandon Bernard. Mm. So, for those who, who don't know or haven't heard, this brother was um Part of a, a, I guess a gang, a group. They called it a gang, um, but um, where they, he was an accomplice to murder, of for mm-hmm. two youth ministers.
0: Yeah, you who know, they, who yeah. they gave him, they gave him <laughs> a ride because they asked for one. This group of kids, the two ministers, gave him a ride, and they basically took advantage of him and robbed them and kept them in the the trunk of the car. For like, I think the whole day, basically, before nine hours. Yeah. Before they murdered them.
1: Well, and that's the part of the case that's interesting. Right. Which is um, they. They so the forensic information. Right. You know, just like the CRISPR machine we was talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Science advances and we know we know more about how things work now than we Mm -hmm. did five years ago, 10 years 10, ago, 20, 20 years ago. Right. So this right, was, right. this was about 20 years ago that this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they were trying to not get him off. They were basically trying to present new information. Um, right. And they
0: they're, they're trying to say that he wasn't the one who actually did the murder. Cause I think even during the trial, because he had lit the car on fire after the murder took place, Mm-hmm. there was a belief that perhaps that the female mm-hmm. minister that was killed was still partially alive and actually that led to her final d- demise right. but it wasn't exactly clear if that you know was the case or, or not especially like you said as they look back into the forensic evidence
1: yeah his co-conspirator um was executed in september um and then the other two people they didn't get the death penalty mhm uh, so there was, I think, in total, there was um, maybe four, five people total involved. Um yeah. But only two got the death penalty, and, right? And um, they are no longer with us. Uh, the so there's some interesting things about his case. Um, I think um, you know I'm gonna read what what the the family of the 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 victims had said that they basically. Um, they said, I pray that Brandon has accepted Christ as his savior, because mm-hmm. if he has, Todd and Stacy will welcome him into heaven with love and forgiveness. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but they also um expressed and 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 I think they talked to the president and was saying that they were thankful and happy and grateful that he moved through with this execution. Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I think that's where we have our intersection, right?
0: <laughs> because... Well, I think there's a couple intersections, right? Uh, they were the defendant, the, the person, uh, Mr. Bernard was uh, a, a black male, and, and I think uh, Sandra was talking about, you know, the number of, of people who who were black who have been on death row and who have been executed. But then also on a more personal and a more even inter- intersected point, he was Adventist. So that's, what you know, on, on a couple of levels, we have this connection to him. And so there's a lot, there's been a lot of discussion, you know, what should the church have, you know, done more? What is the church's, you know, stance on the death penalty? And there are, you know, we have answers to that. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, actually a few years back in, uh, 2017, the, not the uh, the church itself, but a subsection of the church. It's uh, basically a research institute within the church actually did uh, a deep theological study and presented, you know, from a biblical point of view, the uh, uh, role of, uh, of the death penalty. And basically, they it says the Adventists believe that violence and capital punishment have no place within the church. In other words, it's not the task of the church to take human life. So there's not a... Uh, uh, supportive nature of the death penalty within the church. And I think, of course, that, that makes sense. It's not what we're, we're in the business of, we're in the business of saving right. lives. And this, uh, and, and uh, Brandon was not the first Adventist uh, in recent years to uh, face the, the death penalty. There was another guy back in 27, 2019, uh, Donnie uh, Johnson, who had been, who became Adventist while he was in prison. And he had been in prison for over, he had been in death row for over 30 years. And actually he became an elder within the church in th- 2008. And so, you know, it begs the question, you know, what 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 is our response when we see our fellow Adventists, you know, facing the death penalty?
1: And I mean, I think part of it, man, is, and I thought about this and the, uh, the guy who was, so he was executed on Thursday. Mm -hmm. the other guy in an unrelated case was executed on friday now bro like like this is some real stuff because i was thinking about how um the guy who was executed on friday um he killed like a two-year-old kid Mm. his his two-year-old kid right and it was gruesome right i don't even want to go into details like i felt you know since becoming a father like you know like these stories right. about kids and abuse like bro they, they some, hit they, they hit, hit hard right. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh and so um you know so this uh this idea is like well what would you do well personally i would probably i would probably be in trouble myself right i wouldn't <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I, right. I, would, I don't know um but again we don't know unless we're in that situation But the thing that really got to me was looking at this from the Christmas perspective, where you have the same type of people who are Mm pro-life, are also pro-execution. And I'm like, how how does that how does that live in the same space? Right. And it's you know, it's like, no, no, no. We are all about the sanctity of life. Right. Life is sacred. Right. And they believe it begins in one place and not until, you know, but they got like an asterisk in there.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: like, unless you commit a crime for which we think you should be killed for. Right. And it's like, yo, like,
0: well, I mean, there's a, it, it and, and you know, I think a part of that has to do with forgiveness. And actually we got to bring Dr. Bigger back on to talk about forgiveness. Cause he has such a crazy story of forgiveness, right. but the, um, the forgiveness aspect—it's like what you said. I think people are pro-life, and it's like we're saying until we get in that situation, we don't know how we would, you know, react. You know, I want to say that you know I'm not pro-death penalty, but if something happens to my kid where they're murdered in a gruesome way, maybe that triggers me to 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 support it. And I think that's what some people fall into, where they're you know they're pro-life, but when it happens on that personal personal level, they're like, well, somebody needs to pay for it. And since we have laws that this is the full extent of punishment, that's what you're going to get. And it's, uh, you know, it's a difficult, I think, situation. Uh, I know me personally, I'm not for the death penalty. I think there's, you know, for me, if you give someone, you know, life, I think that's the same, right? Life behind bars is, that's not really life. Right. So I I don't, I think for me, that's a severe of a punishment enough, but I know for for other people they don't necessarily feel that way
1: the other thing too is he was 17. right uh, so he, was, mi- he was he was he was 18 when he when he 17 or 18 18. So he was um he was a still a minor at the time right That's Man, what i don't they know if he was him. a minor at 18 I thought they called him a minor nah he was 18. well this is you know the the laws for being a minor or an adult is different for every state
0: Understood. But 18, I think, you know, better than to to burn people up in a car. We're not
1: talking about whether a person knows better or not. We just talk about the law. You're like, no, nah, bro, he knew better. And yes. I agree. I agree. He do better. And, you know, I think what they what happened too was and I saw something interesting that said his execution uh, didn't just kill him, but killed the idea that people could change.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that the same thing with that Donnie Johnson case. Like, I mean, he had murdered his wife and, you know, he was in he was sentenced to death, but he, he found Christ, another fellow in, inmate witness to him. And we'll talk about witnessing later in the show. But he became Adventist and changed his life, became an elder. And so where's the redemption? And, you know, we've yeah, been talking yeah. about that with not even just with these type of cases, but even with the, the Me Too, the Church Too movement. When these you know people in power do these you know terrible things, or just in, in general when people do terrible things, the church isn't always, especially society, but even the church is not always behind this whole redemption story. It's like, look, you did this thing, you done. We're gonna put you away, or you know, it, it out of out of here, you out of here, yeah. and you how canceled. do we, bring, yep. And, and then then so, then how that, do we, how do we redeem them? Right?
1: Absolutely. And so it's like, how do we, you know, is there a pathway back for these people? And, it, and a lot of people would just say no, right? Um, which is interesting because if you look through the lens of the Bible, all of it is sin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And so it's kind of like, you know, when we talk about true judgment, you know, you know, I'm as guilty as they are. And Christ died for all of us, you know, and and, and his, you know, the, the, the Bernard case is really interesting, not just because he's Adventist, um, but he did change his life. Right. Right. He absolutely changed his life and was absolutely remorseful. And I think the evidence of whether someone is remorseful for something they did is if they change and that he like like doubled over. Right. So he 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 recognized and I think he said immediately, I knew. What I did was wrong. And from that point, kind of moved on and changed his life Um and and help other people change their lives as well. Um, and we're,
0: we're getting some comments, you know. level I think I think there's a pathway back, just not out of jail for heinous crimes. Um, we got one here. The thief was on the cross and was deemed and need to think think that approach that there's there's no one beyond saving, and I
1: right.
0: I, I, I definitely agree with that.
1: And and even
0: with the families, and then, in the, right? With go being, you know. She was echoing what you were saying about being pro-life and pro-execution. They're in direct <laughs> contradiction of each other.
1: Absolutely. Um, so he did apologize. And the family said the apology and remorse helped very much heal my heart. But they were like praising his death. I, like, I and, mean, I is, think... and I'm like, I, I I can't, you know, I can't like reconcile that myself. Right. Again, not being, you know, we don't know. Um, right. But I'm just thinking about the idea of it. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then for them to say, like, yeah, it helped. And I forgive them. I forgive them. But I wanted them dead. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, um,
0: ah. and I think that exactly I think that goes to the, the levels of forgiveness. Right. It's like, yeah, I forgive you, but I still want some type of retribution. And, yeah. you know, and I, and I think we've been talking about the theme of justice, you know, throughout this whole first season of the of the show. And this is you know another a level to, you know what does justice really look mm-hmm. like and you know we've been talking about it from a, a, the the idea of racism and inju- and injustice toward uh, different groups of people. but what happens when someone is guilty of a crime? what is what is justice supposed to actually you know look like and
1: and, I t- and I'll tell you, man uh, I, I'm immediately thinking that I don't think black people really know what justice is. Black
0: people are all people.
1: No, I'm saying I'm saying if it's all on the people, spe, if it's all on the people spectrum, don't know if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're looking at it on the spectrum, uh, black people are are the least to receive what we will consider justice. Mm. You know, and I think that's that's I mean, even thinking about his case, man, when you think about like, um, look at Dylan Roof.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, I do do got a happy meal on his way to jail.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I I went to a concert several years, years back and uh, I, it was the same concert you and I went to the Annie Minio concert. Propaganda was talking about it because that's when these police charges were starting to, to tick up. And the thing that stuck with me when he said that was, you know, people don't see each other in the image of God. Therefore, there's not a connection to you. Therefore, I can treat you any type of way because I don't see me and you and I don't see God in you. So I'm going to treat you. Like there is no God. In you. Right. <laughs> and I, you know, that, that, you know, that's, that sticks to me because even in the case of, uh, of uh, Brandon, the jurors, you know, were, were not, were, didn't look like him. Right. They were all white. You know, they're different ages, different genders, but there, there weren't any, any, any black people on, on the jury. So again, I'll, there's different ways we separate each other. Right. We were even talking about it at work. Like, engineers I look you know we look at other people oh you're not an engineer right
1: designers
0: <laughs> right you're a design, you're some styling guy right so i think you know there's levels to it right but especially with race it's more evident especially with the background of this country and how people are raised i can see directly immediately oh you're dark skinned right even within the black community like oh you light skin you're dark skin. the right there's this immediate as soon as i see you i make some judgment call accordingly yep. and there's just some natural bias that we we, we tend to have and i we talk about change. I think that has to be changed within us so that we uh, can see, you know, the image of God in people. And what's even sad, uh, we see it in the, in the comments here, is that the jurors have wanted to change their choice. They did. They,
1: yeah. So once they presented the new information, the jury, um, the members of the jury said that there were at least five of them that said they wouldn't have made those same decisions. They still would have you know, ruled to hold them accountable, but they definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't have. Um, give them them know, the death, penalty. Give them death. and again, it's like, we know how the justice system works. So it's like, if, if me, you and Sandrew, you know, out hanging out somewhere and we get arrested for doing something, they're going to be like, yeah, it was gang activity.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, that's and how then, they're going to present the case. And my, honestly, my, my, that's part of my issue with the jurors in this is like, there's no take backs. So you coming now to say, be like, oh, I made, a, I made a mistake.
1: Yeah, I would I would make a horrible jurist because I'd be like, I don't believe in death penalty. <laughs> well I, would, I, don't, I don't believe in the justice system. And and well, again, because part of the issue for me mm-hmm, is, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Andrew can speak to this, you know, I used to run run a juvenile detention uh center and a juvenile treatment facility. And, you know, it was my wish um to to go into that that type of practice. Um and change lives before they couldn't be changed, right? Right. To to impact someone before they became like this hard and criminal. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what, man, my two favorite residents uh, um, were both there for murder, Mm. right? And so, and it was interesting that, you know, to to see these kids, 16, 17, 18 years old, still minors, (laughs) Minors, <laughs> but um, to see these kids who have c- committed these heinous crimes, right, for whatever reason. And um, when you take someone like that's a child,
0: mm-hmm. um, and
1: I'm going to say anyone over 21, under 21, even to 25, a certain extent is a child, um, to see when you pull them out of that environment that they were in and put them amongst another group of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from eight, we had kids there from eight ten. So mm-hmm. from 10 to 18, the something magical happened. They became kids again. They became innocent again, mm-hmm. right? They didn't have to prove themselves to the streets. Everything they needed was provided for them. And so the analogy I used to, you know, tell my um my staff is, you know, they've been hunting for whatever reason, right? From necessity, from experience, from tragedy and trauma, they've been, they had, they've been doing everything that they can to survive. And we teach people oftentimes how to survive and we don't teach them how to live. Mm. And so um, we, you know, what I would tell my staff is, you know, we, we have taken them out of the woods to teach them not how to hunt, right? But how to, you know that whole thing, like teach a man how to fish. So it's like, right. if we teach them how to fish, we got to show them where the water is. So it's not enough to just teach them how to fish. And so right. with, the problem, access. the problem with the justice system is, one, they don't do any rehabilitation. No, um, there is no treatment in most jails and prisons. It is it is strictly a punishment to lock you away, um, to uh, to to prevent. Any additional behavior from happening, right? And so my psychology peeps will know there's a, a strict definition of punishment, right? Punishment just means like I want this immediate thing, like I'm going to do something, um, which is in some cases is almost a retaliation, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. do something because you did something, sure, right? And so there's no restorative piece to it. There's no um, there's no true justice, right? There's mm-hmm. no true paying it back. Um, mm-hmm. it is merely a punishment. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about i think this grand idea of uh we're just housing people. Um and so my work yeah, was meant to um try to change and to do some of that rehab. Mm-hmm. Um and and it worked. You know, for the two my again my my two favorite kids that I worked with the, the whole time I did that kind of work. Um 10 years doing it. And they were both there for murder. And people were afraid of them. Mm. Um, and for good reason, right? This person just killed somebody. And and so and you could see that people weren't really interested in the idea of change for them. And people weren't bought into the idea that they could change mm. right, from the right. top to the bottom. And it was just like, and so there's a lot of work that went into, you know, one, working with this kid and, you know, what they thought of themselves after what they had done it. Mm hmm right? And then you got to work on what other people think of them after they have done it, right? To, you know, to see them, like you've mentioned, right? And it goes back to what you said. How do we how do we show that God exists, you know, where in these processes that, that, you know, don't seem very godly, right? You know, and I think it goes back to what I said before, you know, the tragedies happen, but God, you know, reveals himself in those tragedies. And I think we just have to Figure out how to take advantage of those opportunities. That was a lot. Sorry. Yeah. No,
0: no, <laughs> it, it's a it's a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. The, you know, I want to, you know, pose the, the the question, and it leads to our, our next topic: is how how do we as Christians, you know, how how what can we do in these types of situations? And I I think the the concept of being redeemable, right? I was just reading this morning. Psalms one o seven. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and all of us can say so because we have been re- redeemed by by the blood of the Lamb. And I think that redemption is part of the witnessing that we need to share with other people, and that brings us to our next topic uh, of witnessing. And it, you know the the topic of prisons and witnessing are, are related because in both in uh in both cases uh, of Brandon and uh, Donnie, they were both Adventists, right? So especially in the case of Donnie, he became Adventist after going to prison for, 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 for murder and getting the death penalty. And, you know, the idea of witnessing to those who seem unredeemable and to give them the hope of the cross is a, is an amazing, you know, it's an amazing feat. Right. But the problem is that in general, most people nowadays don't witness, right. There's a, There was a a stat given in Christianity Today that I came across this week, and Mm -hmm. it had basically said that 97, 97% of Christians would never share the plan of salvation with an unbeliever. So, I mean, somebody that you know doesn't know about Christ, most people aren't going to say anything to them and uh crazy that's crazy right right like we have the, the good news but we're just like nah you we don't want. but is
1: that really for real care. man because i i do believe in being a a, a living sacrifice mm-hmm. to be a living testimony living so, yeah yeah and so is that really accurate or is that i mean is that for real it's like i just go to church and you know and that's just it
0: yeah. And I think the, the point of that kind of stat is verbally saying something, right? I think we all try to do our best to be living examples, but to to actually be like, hey, man, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. Like, I don't see a lot of people doing that, right? And for various reasons. But the flip side of, of that is on the second stat is that 90% of those who don't believe in God never are going to come to church. So they're not going to hear it, right? They're not going to Come hear a sermon, you know. By they're not going to hear, I saw the little one part three on streaming on uh, Ron Sidney's Facebook page today at 11. You like, that shout point? out, shout out. Um, they're you know, they're not going to hear that, but 70% are willing to, list, to listen to a Christian talk about their faith.
1: So, that's a definitely a big discrepancy. That's, that's definitely a big discrepancy, right? So, you got right. 97% of Christians will never share the plan of salvation to an unbeliever um so that means there's only three percent of us out here doing the work and i want to say and again kind of going back to what we said before about covid god has turned this around right he's Mm -hmm. given us the perfect opportunity to spread the gospel to tell people that jesus is the way Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the way. This is the way you took this it right is the, out of my, <laughs> this yo, is the way. Hey, 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 here's an Easter egg for you. <laughs> I don't know if you peeped the design. Of, can, we, can we show the the I saw the child? Uh I can bring it up. Give me a second. Yeah. And so um, yeah, like this, this, you know, this Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? And yes, so yes, he is. COVID has shown us like, hey, the building is nothing. Right. Mm. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to you know I, I was thinking I was talking to somebody I don't know if I was talking to you or if I was talking to D. Rich and we was talking about like how you know this this, this there's there's an analogy here and I think about how Christ said he was going to destroy the temple mm-hmm. and look at how those people went crazy right temple destroyed right. ripped them too and I was like that temple is not where your salvation lies and I think mm. a lot of people um. Just put too much faith. I don't know if you see the Easter egg here. You see it. You see it. You see it yet? I don't see it. Use your eyes, brother. This is the <laughs> work. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> this work right, inspired. Right. This will. This work was inspired. <laughs>
0: we'll come back to that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a sidebar. Um, but yeah, man, like you know, people. Um, just put so much emphasis on these buildings and you know, COVID aside, man, it's tragic. It's horrible. I was a little, little relieved. Um, In what way? How so? About, I was, I was, the part that I could feel relieved about mm-hmm. is not playing church. Mm. And I, I mean, that's it, right? The, the not playing church. Like I was relieved to not have to, 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 to go into this place, it's almost like you locked it, it's like going to prison, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's no reform happening, right? Mm-hmm. There's no rehab mm-hmm. happening. Oop, talk about it. We just locking people in the room and expecting what? So, expecting we, yep. so we can say Happy
0: Sabbath. Yeah, we can say I know no, that's not what you to meant to say,
1: uh, Miss Goodman, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Happy Sabbath. But that's pretty much all you got, right? Yeah. And you have, uh, how, where's the transformation that takes place, right? So it's almost yeah. like, here's the analogy to our justice system. Our church is the same, and it's not like the Adventist church, it's not just them. It's mm-hmm. all these churches, for the most part, there are definitely some churches out there doing some great, great evangelistic work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, it's hard to get Christians to come together. So if it's hard to get us to come together on single issues um, or big issues, uh, wh- how does that look like to people who are non-believer? So right. yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to come to your church either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
0: And I, and I think, you know, there has to be that, that desire, that transformation that happens within us to want to, to, to share, you know, the gospel. And I think, I don't know for sure. I'm guilty of it. I think sometimes, especially the way, you know, things are at work in different places and stuff. We tend to have almost a secret agency point of view. And it's like, you know, people aren't like broadcasting their faith until something happens and like, oh, you Christian too? Yeah, me too. (laughs) 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 There's not not this like, oh, I'm a, you know, broadcast my faith. I'm a share and not necessarily give someone, you know, a Bible study. You know, I think there's appropriate time for that. But I think, you know, especially with, with these tragedies that are happening with COVID with the death penalty, with racism, I think all of these are kind of opportunities for people. People are wanting to hear, man, what, what, what does the Christians have to say, right? Because if you think about it, all every time these tragedies happen, right, we're like, what is, what do celebrities have to say? What do, what do, uh, uh, you know, what does uh, uh, Dave Chappelle have to say on the topic, or whoever have to say on the topic? People are looking for guidance, and it's like we have the greatest guidance in, in God's Word, and we're not taking that opportunity, right? And I think partly it's because we haven't been fully transformed, right? There's various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but I, I think-
1: mean, the, the article's talked about why we don't, said it's hard to start conversations with unbelievers, mm-hmm. whether they are strangers or friends. Yeah. Uh, they have a fear of rejection. Uh, no one wants to be rejected or have a confrontation, so our fear paralyzes us. Uh, there's a lack of Christ compassion. We don't truly care enough. I agree with that. I see that a lot, too. Um and, uh, you know, Satan doesn't want us to spread the good news. Right. And so that anxiety that we feel when we're like, man, here's an opportunity for me to witness, Yo, know, here's my message. Um, I, I had a moment myself this week where there was this family and I didn't catch all the whole interaction, but this, you know, they had like these carts and carts and carts of, of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, they were in line and all of a sudden they were gone. And in my mind, I was like, yo, I should probably pay for that. Um, And then I waited too long, right? There was this struggle. And, you know, and I, and and again, that was a missed opportunity to witness. And, you know, and I think, I think we have those. And it doesn't mean that you have to explicitly say, you know, do you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? You know, have you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart? know i don't think it needs to be like that but it needs to be um and and my takeaway from that experience is i i can't hesitate right um because when when something was going wrong christ is our example and Mm -hmm. you know in every situation where you saw where you know people would be doing a thing and he would disappear they'd be like yo what jesus said and then it's like oh he over there with this prostitute like bro like what you doing (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's like, right he was out there and, giving giving the word and right out. and it's like he
1: acted right and i think part of this issue that we run into is uh to be a christian is you know you you gotta see it as a, a verb not an adjective right right and, and it's like you know it doesn't that's just you can't describe yourself as a christian if you're not acting
0: yeah and i think for sure that you have to you have to put, put your faith into action. And you know, we have a, a, a comment here. Sometimes when we hesitate, we talk ourselves out of doing something good. We're we're all guilty of you know overthinking in these situations. Yep. And that's exactly
1: what I did. I soup I su- I was like, Well, maybe you and you know, and they came back with with a bridge card. And I was like, yeah. Oh man, like and in my mind I was like, I missed the opportunity. They could have saved that, you know, and I had, you know, I could have done something. To help them further along, right? It didn't mean I was going to solve their problems. Right. It was kind of like, and you know, and when people say, you know, thank you, you know, the response is, you know, you know, God bless me, so I want to bless you, right? Boom. Exactly.
0: Done. But I missed my opportunity,
1: and I'm like, ah. But I think part of the process has to be too is to not allow that missed opportunity to kind of push you away, but to remember that experience so that when it happens again. Like, I can't hesitate. I need to be right. um But I think that goes back to those points where it says, because the role of the church, in my opinion, those things that it said in the article, are reason why people don't do it, the church should be working on people so that they can alleviate those uh, barriers. Right. We mm-hmm. need to work with people. And, that, and I'm not a theologian or a pastor or an elder or anything like that. Right. I probably got kicked out a long time ago. But <laughs> but my but I don't have that experience oftentimes where I'm being where I feel like I'm being equipped. And I think mm-hmm. all, if we're all sinners, just like the, the person who committed some heinous crime, we've all committed some crime against mm-hmm. God. And church should be our prison, which should rehabilitate us. So that we can change our lives, go out and, and be model citizens, but citizens of the kingdom. And I just don't see that happening. And we talked about that yesterday, man. Like some of these, some of it is, is us. Yeah. Some of it is the leadership in the church. Some of it mm-hmm. is the entire institution. Um, You know, when you have sermons about movies,
0: <laughs> or they're not even yeah. sermons,
1: right? They're not even sermons. When you have you know, people in the church who are in leadership roles, who do nefarious things. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, those people should be held accountable. And there's also redemption for them as well. But it doesn't necessarily mean that a person who does something crazy should stay in the same role.
0: Um, right. Right. And, you know, I, I there's some, some good comments. There's some good, good, good things being discussed here in the comments, you know, about you know those people who are on like the 700 club like we were talking about kenneth copeland like doing his joker laugh for like 10 minutes and uh, no. uh pa- paula um i forget her name pa- not paula dean but um
1: and striking striking, striking yeah striking. yeah
0: there's you know these people that's what people see and unfortunately that's not the pop that's not the witnessing we're talking about right and i think oh, it's okay wow. like uh uh brother riley is saying like you know we get refueled you know when we go to church and when we go to the building because we're you know we're with the saints it's like being in the, in the huddle but we get that feeling We're like yeah 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 but what happens is we take that feeling and we stop right it becomes a just a club and but where an does it start
1: where does it stop it stops as soon as you walk off the some steps
0: and that's what i'm saying it's <laughs> supposed to energize you where you're like boom i'm ready to tell everybody about about god and i i think i know for me the, one of the things looking back at this year is that's one of the things i want to work on is you know looking for using those thank you it was paula white looking for those examples that uh, I can witness, you know, for, and, and they're definitely going to come. And, I, you know, I think for me, one of the things that I'm looking to do more is not be so stressed like with work, right? Like if I'm just as stressed as you, what what, what do I have <laughs> in my life that's that's keeping me, you know, peaceful? And, uh, you know, I'm trying to put that that faith, like you said, in, into, into action. And I think, you know, going back to the, the prison, one of the things I think that we can all do too especially with those who are in prison, those who may by the society be deemed unredeemable is to go witness to them. I know uh, brother Simmons, elder Simmons, he, you know, did the prison ministry and I was able to go a couple of times and, you know, my dad does prison ministry, but I think in general, you know, those people are unfortunately, you know, forgotten and, you know, we can't forget about them. You know, they, they, they need Jesus. They need access to it. And there's a lot of different ways to, you know, for people to get involved. I know with COVID it's a little bit different, but I I know online I get uh, it's funny all of my Instagrams all these Christian av- uh, advertisements. So one of the advertisements that always pop up is like buy Bibles for those behind bars. Like it's a whole program you can buy a Bible and they can send it to them. You know, and I think there's there's things like that 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 we can do, and we're not as restricted by COVID as we think. Yeah. And as to your point, COVID actually ha- had. Made us go in some ways to the next level with online ministries. Us starting our podcast, other people starting podcasts, other people doing uh, social media, TikTok videos, and just using their platforms to tell others about Christ. And I think that's really all that all that we're we're asking, and God is asking, not just us, not just Chuck and Z, but what God is asking all of us to do as Christians, as Adventists, is to use the tools you have, the platforms you have, the uh, roles you have. Use your life to be, you know, a witness, you know, for, living for Christ.
1: sacrifice.
0: Yes. Holy yes.
1: and acceptable unto Christ. That's what yeah.
0: And, and I, <laughs> I hope we don't stop either. I see that in the, in the comments. I hope, we, you know, we continue to, to use these ministries. Because in the end, like you said, we're trying to wrap this up, right? We're trying to tell everyone about God so that we can go home, right? We want everyone to have the right. ability to... Make the choice of what whether they want to live for the king or not. And uh, we can't lose sight of that, even with COVID.
1: It's, it's out there, bro. I'm telling you, man, I want to be a follower of Christ. I see you out here singing. And- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to be one of his disciples. huh? I want to walk in a newness of life. huh?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what
1: I'm saying? And so when I go to church, I'm asking questions like, what do I have to do? What do I have to say? How do I have to walk? Each and every day, you know? And so I'm telling you, bro, I want to be, I'm saying, man, do I do I have a to carry the cross? Huh? Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> what does it Christ. cost? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, I'm asking a legitimate question, huh? Mm-hmm. What does it take to, to be, be a follower of a follower of Christ? Of huh? Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we can't be out here professing, and I think that's it goes back to you know, good old Gandhi, right? I, I I like your Christ, but not your Christians.
0: Yeah. So I want to leave y'all with some, some practical advice, you know, on witnessing, you know. I think like you said, we overcomplicate it, but I think if we <laughs> one, we have to be, we have to be in his word, right? The more you read God's mm-hmm. word, the more it's just gonna come out of you naturally, the more things are gonna to come come to your memory. Like, oh yeah, I did read that. And it's gonna connect, right? You know, God built wired us that way where things in our life you know tend to connect with things you've been cuz it's written reading. on your heart son exactly it's exactly written in your heart
1: it's already there
0: so it's just using and you know using the information that you've been you've been given and the experience you've been given and you know they they call it a Ford method i, I don't remember maybe some of you at, other advocates know out there but the, the four method of witnessing, you know, talking about, it's acronym, talking about your family with people, talking about your occupation with people, talking about, I think, your recreational activities, things you like, talking about things you do in your spare time. I think that's what it stands for, something like that. But the, awesome. I, the idea is that those four areas are how to start a conversation. And you were talking about that uh, in that article. People don't know how to start a conversation with people, about unbelievers. But those areas, your family, your job, the things you like to do in your spare time, that's a common ground, right? People have families, people have jobs.
1: And I think the other T, which which, which, was not even about that, but it's like, you know, for me personally, like Mm -hmm. talking about your testimony, because we all have a testimony testimony. Mm -hmm. and so it's like your testimony is the greatest tool you have to witness to somebody else, because there's going to be a time, there's going to be a moment when someone um, is, is going to go through something similar to what you went through. And this is how you express true empathy, which is when you can say, oh, man, that sucks. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I feel so bad. At least you ain't got this going on. But when you can say, you know what, you know, I went through something similar and I know, you know, that's got to hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, this is how I was able to do it. The same thing. You know, I was able to reach a lot of those kids because I was a kid, too. I did stupid stuff. And what I would say to them, because we would people would always try to make this distinction between them. Right. Which is I'm not Mm -hmm. like them. And I remember someone telling me that and I was like, how do you figure? You know, the (laughs) only thing difference between me and them is the fact that I didn't get caught.
0: Right. That happens in a lot of cases. Right. right? And so I'm like,
1: you know, because I was I was running the streets trying to be something that I wasn't. And there were plenty of opportunities for something bad to happen. Right. And so, um, and, and it didn't, and because it didn't, I, that's a blessing. Right. And I, and I, I see it as a blessing because, you know, I was one, you know, one episode away from, um, being locked up too. Mm. And so, and then seeing family members being locked up, right. That was right. God telling me like, Hey, you see what just happened, right. Get it together. And so, Like your life itself as a testimony is your greatest tool to witness. And I encourage you to share your story with somebody. And I I guarantee you, it might not immediately change them. And and be sure to give credit where credit is due, right? Being that this tragic thing happened. Satan tried to take me out. That's what happened. Tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Shame the devil, right? Old school, right? Right, Satan tried to take me out. This thing happened. But you know what? God was working on me, and because you know, He put people in my life, or He put you know, He allowed this experience to happen, or He allowed me to see this differently, I was then able to do something different. And you know, I'm hoping that you know, I'll pray for you that this could happen for you too, and blah blah blah. And you know, it'll that'll be in the story, uh, you know, and that's typically how I, um, you know, me personally, how I will, you know, my wife will tell me, like, bro, you will talk to anybody won't you and so (laughs) i definitely don't have that fear of rejection syndrome but i know that it exists for a lot of people
0: right and you know that takes me to our maybe our final segment before we close and that's uh show social media mentions and it's related to this idea of uh of witnessing um there's a a page on on uh instagram called uh then god moved right and it's a it's a page dedicated to powerful Christian testimonies from around oh, the world yeah. where people will share their stories and uh, their uh, experiences uh, about God and how they moved. And so if you click on any of the photos of these wonderful people, there's a, a story behind them, just like there's a story behind your life, a story behind theirs. And it it uh, will they'll go into detail about what happened and how, you know, God moved. And there's all types of, you know, encouraging and and lifting uh, stories that talk about how God moved in their lives in in various ways. They're not necessarily all miracles. They're sometimes very just day to day things, but that God took them out of or God saved them from. So I encourage you to go check this page out, go be uplifted and encouraged. And hopefully that inspires you to share your faith.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It's all about sharing. Sharing is caring.
0: So yeah, man. On that note, man, it's been. I don't want to end.
1: I'm done. I'm, I I ain't done yet. I'm pretty sure. I we got, no, I ain't, I ain't done been, yet. Dun 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 mm-hmm, dun. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> hey, so but um but yeah, this it's been fun, man. This is to say goodbye. It is. It and is. yo, if y'all don't know, um, um, I don't know, man. Are we gonna do live shows? I don't think we're doing any more live shows.
0: Well, yeah, this is this is in fact mm-hmm. our last live show, last of the live year. show of
1: the year, right? Because the year is over in two weeks. But it's true. But, but we will mean, be leaving, y'all. Yep. Yeah. that doesn't mean you go won't ahead, see tell this. them. You that's, just right, that's right. That's we want to make it all. portable, and we're gonna come back mm-hmm. fresh, dressed exactly. like a million bucks, come the new year. Mm-hmm. New hotness.
0: New hotness. Running y'all to not fear the bad news. Was that my cue? No, maybe. But we'll still my be mind. we'll still be uh my we'll mind. still be here next year. You know. Oh man, you, you didn't miss the, the episode. episode.
1: You didn't miss it. You can I always can do a rewatch.
0: That's it. You can watch it again, of course, on our Facebook page. Uh Ooh. we will during the holiday season. That's our gift to you. We will be posting these back on the podcast. We have been not, uh, might actually get, we over. might
1: we might even be able to do some like daily stuff. I don't know. No, I I take that back. I ain't gonna yeah, I was it
0: like back. uh yeah, exactly. but don't, you might don't. you
1: might get a little bit more content how about that
0: yeah there'll be some we, more we, content during this holiday season our gift to you so that you're able to see more of our wonderful face we're definitely going to miss y'all you know miss this live interaction that we're
1: seeing absolutely but we, but we might it step, is a holiday you know, on a recorded joint we might uh we, we might step in the comments too we want to talk mm-hmm
0: hmm and that's something we don't get to do. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a good holiday. I hope all of you guys stay safe. The question is, when will we be back exactly? That's a great uh, question.
1: Exactly. How about you just keep watching and will you'll be surprised? How about that? We'll,
0: we'll keep We don't you want you to go there. away.
1: We might just pop up. You know what I'm saying? You, we said might not gonna, but we might be like, you know what? No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Uh, now. We, but next We should week be is back. Christmas
0: next week is Christmas and the week after is New Year's so we're taking those days off we hope you do spend time with your family as we'll be doing we're actually
1: not taking it off, we, we're still going to be working on it we still got stuff for you
0: we still so got we're stuff just, but we're, but we're going to be taking yeah, it down a notch, it's going to be different it's going to be different, different. So,
1: so it's, but this is technically what we will consider the end of the first season right? so we made it we made it y'all 2020, it was a rough one <laughs>
0: Was but we did it, we did it, we did it. <laughs> well, we did
1: it, so all you know, right, man.
0: We just got in the show, man. You. you sure? Yeah, we got in the show. Oh, yeah, everybody man. ought to know who Jesus is, is that we out here trying to tell people. Everybody, everybody, everybody,
1: ought to everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know. Oh, don't, don't <laughs> let oh you know. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So, uh, yes, you know, we just want y'all to remember always, always, always don't fear the bad news. Keep your mind and heart focused on Christ. And always trust in the Lord. I will will trust in the Lord till I die. I I don't know about to clap, bro.
0: (laughs) And on that note, we are two Christian brothers and we are out. Thanks for watching. Y'all be blessed.